Okay, so let's get back to what part of the country did you grow up in? Uh, northeast. Northeast America. Okay, excellent. And anywhere by the water or was it more foresty? <clears throat> A combination of both. I actually grew up on a peninsula that juts out into the ocean. So I was definitely right in the ocean for the first maybe decade or so of my life oh cool and ever since then i've pretty much lived in the woods so, so somebody is needs to turn their their youtube off because it's echoing so when you think of this is kind of a question related to that i'm trying to get like what the when you think of the great and for just the the mainstream concept here the unconscious the great collective unconscious people that grow up around big bodies of water tend to view that in their dreams as the collective unconscious, as opposed to people that grow up in the flatlands or the forest, big nature. So when you think of the collective unconscious, what comes to mind? Um, I wouldn't describe it as any landscape necessarily. I would say in a way it's, it's almost indescribable. It's something it's, I mean, I, I would say it's the layer below reality that really you can't apply words to, in my opinion. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I agree. I agree, but sometimes it, it's, they come at as symbols. So if you're floating through a dream landscape and say you're all of a sudden in a dark wood and you in your dayside life grew up in a forest, the dark wood can tend to be a symbol for that which is bigger than you, the the what we've coined the collective unconscious so whereas it doesn't really fit into words the symbols sometimes vibrate with the words so that's kind of where i'm going i agree one thing i would say though is that i think in a way the the subconscious or the collective whatever you want to call it is completely separate from nature can be applied to nature But in my opinion, I mean, one thing I always say is that, at least for what I can tell, for sure, are nature and numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. This is why I was excited to interview you. This was, (laughs) you always (laughs) bring some juice to the conversation. So, okay, also, um, just in these first upfront questions, what religious upbringing were you around? Did it change? And if so, to what? Actually, I was lucky, lucky enough. I had parents who didn't raise me with any religion. And I think, I mean, from everything my mom told me, it was because she hated it. And it just felt like oppression to her. Nice. She actually didn't even give me or my sister middle names. Oh, because she thought that was bullshit too. I like your mother. 
Yeah, right. This is good. And she was also a nature lover as well. Do you have, did you formulate anything on your own then? Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Did your mother I'd take so. your father's last name? Nope. Oh, she is rad. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's consistent with what he just said also. Correct. It is. I was just checking. So do you have any any kind of um, structure around what what all that is? You know? See, from a very young age, like, and I'm sure it was helpful to not be raised with any sort of paradigm, but I just naturally came to the conclusion that reincarnation was real. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember as a child, like sitting, sitting in the grass, looking up at the clouds, nice sunny day, and just thinking about reincarnation and that's what made sense without i'd I'd say any influence whatsoever nice i I like how that came about naturally yeah and it's unfortunate because most people don't have you know most people do get raised or i'd say indoctrinated into some sort of belief system and ultimately that's really not good for creativity and as humans i feel like that's our greatest potential to be creative. I agree. And I'm also grateful to have come up with from people who didn't throw anything on me. Oh, same for you too. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice. So See, and- I was baptized, but that's like the extent of it. And I think they probably, I don't know if they just did that because of what their parents believed. Were you, uh, did you get confirmed? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Cool. Confirmed. <laughs> Uh, I was raised Roman Catholic and uh, one of their rituals, the last ritual before you get out of their clutches is called uh, confirmation. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. I don't remember what exactly we had to do other than pick a new name, but that was it. Religion is one of the weirdest things to me. I mean, there's, it's just seems like right now, especially there's so many and religion being one that has spanned time for, I mean, even just thinking back to allegedly, yeah, allegedly. But even <laughs> thinking back to the fact that there, this is the year 2017. Allegedly. And that at is some, it? Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> but that's what the system tells us, right? Right. And there right. was a point in time where someone or something, or I guess we could just say the powers that be, decided to reset time. And that's odd. When you really think about that, that I mean, is it just a way to structure society better? No, there's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, right? it could be as simple as it could be as simple as that. Their magic works best with those calendar dates, Jerry. And there's a lot to re- religion too. I just feel like it's, I don't know, a bunch of mind control in a way. That's all it is. Well, the re and the reason we we want to get to the bottom of what what that is for each person is because it's significant in 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 the deeper layers of who they are. And so the symbols, which is ultimately what this is kind of about, um, find their way into those forms. Absolutely, they do. And speaking of that, what sign are you? Gemini. Do you know, is that all you know? Like rising sign, moon sign? Um, Yeah, not off the top of my head. Okay, cool. I mean, I was born in the morning, I don't know. 
I, <laughs> at one point, I did have a pretty in-depth astrological chart done for me. Is your sister like a twin? The details. Is your sister a twin? Nope. Okay. That would have been cool. Anyway, okay. And then also, so these last two questions kind of evolved over the other interviews. So what sign are you? And then this one also, uh, what's the best psychedelic you've ever tried if you have tried psychedelics? Uh, easily mushrooms. Mushrooms for sure. I feel like they're the most medicinal spiritual medicine, spiritual plant. You know, it's from earth. It's from nature. I mean, there is also possibly, you know, pans directed panspermia. But besides that, you know, oh, yeah. that, that's an idea. Let's just say for a second that it is from nature. I mean, it's a something that grows provided from our planet or our plan. <laughs> depending on what you believe (laughs) and either way every time I've done it it's always been I mean purposefully in nature I always go to to nature while I take them and it's always a deep profound medicinal reconnection with nature and when you really think about it us being human we are from nature so that's why I feel like it's the I mean Marijuana as well as medicinal, but especially mushrooms, as far as a spiritual medicine, my number one. I I really appreciate the fact that you take it seriously. And so it's not taking mushrooms and then, you know, clubbing. You actually oh, yeah. go to the shrine of nature and um, are seeking do a conversation actually, or an experience. Do people actually do that? Yeah. Yes. That's when you get the Jerry. most out of it, man. Recreational mushrooms. Mm. Yes, Jerry. It, it's I have I've been around it. I would freak uh, out. I would totally freak. Usually, people I know many people who have had bad trips because that's how they intended on using using it and just weren't expecting the experience, the lessons. Yeah, it's all about set and setting. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they are the holy sacred, and and in that that clearly kind of disrupts an almost a term of agreement when one takes them because they can also turn on you in in your on your liver so it's um yeah but i expected to hear that answer from you this is you seem very in tune with uh with nature yeah it seems especially with mushrooms it seems like they have something to show you Mm -hmm. like if you if you listen to them you can you can learn something most people don't most people just want to see shit and trip out Mm -hmm. that's yeah i mean that's one way to do it but that's definitely not what it's all about especially considering so many psychedelics are medicinal right they're for the spirit they're like a vortex they're illegal Oh, of course, absolutely. <laughs> so, on in, on it's on this sweet. on this thread, um, let's weave in dreams into that. So, in your experiences using the sacred mushroom, has any of that kind of blurred into dream time, dream realm, whatever you experience when you're not physically in your body? Mushrooms themselves, 
when you're having, yeah, when you've taken them and you're out in nature, is there a blur there? No, I wouldn't say if anything, it's, I feel like it's getting deeper into reality or I would say nature, maybe reality and nature could be synonymous, but it, it doesn't feel like a blurring of lines. If anything, it feels like it's getting rid of lines. It's mm. crossing lines. And dreams don't have that effect on you? Oh, dreams do too. Yep. But so that's why I'm trying totally to draw different. that. You okay. Could, you could also look at it as a, a lifting of veils by the, by the, the medicine. And exactly. when you're dreaming, you're already beyond those veils, perhaps. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Definitely. Do I mean, you? sometimes dreams, I would say, also are just, you know, working out things subconsciously that are in the conscious. Yes. But also, you know, sometimes they do have lessons to be learned. This is one thing I wanted to bring up last week, too, that I didn't get a chance to, to put in. Um, it's always been my observation that portion. Jerry, of, you're dropping out. Portion of dreaming is to. Um, Robot Jerry. Can, <laughs> Is it, is any better, man. Any better? <laughs> yes. Come yeah, back to us, Jerry. My mouth is on the microphone almost. Um, <laughs> yes, it's big. Anyway, uh, it's been my observation that a portion of dreaming is reserved to uh, relegate short-term memory into long-term memories, or to you know sort out the crap from the day and, and put the good stuff away for later. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely you know i think that's probably 10 20 percent of dreaming purpose maybe just a portion of it i don't know but the rest i think is all there's definitely free fall yeah there's something there is something critical about it in the way dreaming interacts with the actual conscious mind but then also i feel like you know there's also a total other aspect to dreaming that is not of the conscious whatsoever and that's where things like maybe precognitions can occur and other psychic phenomena and stuff like things that just don't make sense. Co-creation perhaps. Yeah, that could be too, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, like I said earlier, we are creative humans. We're here to create. That's our main purpose. <laughs> but for everyone else, we create for the slave masters. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that's because it's been hijacked. Yeah. So do you, we're going to move into that in a bit. Do you have dream recall? Are you good at dream recall? Yeah, definitely. I remember most of my dreams. Um, there's definitely some where I, I can remember some details, but I struggle to remember like the whole point of it. But there's so many dreams where, I mean, even my girlfriend tells me all the time, she's like, what the hell is like how do you have these dreams and still be okay every time i go to a new place whether it be like a hotel or for instance a couple years ago when i moved into a new place i always have intense dreams the first night i'm there no matter what i don't know why and it doesn't always sometimes it has to do with the environment but it doesn't always but either way they're always intense and I've always wondered why that is. I don't, maybe just being in a new space, 
Maybe you were a repo man in a past life because a repo man's life is always intense. <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Dream Recall is fairly consistent. So, and then on that, when you do experience more um, intensity in new places, do you think it's possible that you're you're possibly scouting it out? The, yeah. the etheric energy around you? I think, yeah, I've definitely thought that that's what it is, almost as if it's like a, my, like a psychic, yeah, psychic scouting. It's interesting. Do you dream in black and white or color or both? I'd say both. What's the difference when you... In, in the feel, in the sense of the dream, when it's color as opposed to black and white? You know, like thinking about it, it's hard to tell, but like seeing certain things in the dream. And, you know, it makes me wonder, how do you really know? Because it could just be my conscious mind filling in the colors. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, I'd say it's really hard to tell. Because when, really, when you think about it, I mean, for instance, do you dream in color? Or is that your subconscious, your conscious mind or... Or just your recollection of it. Your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is, is it just filling in the blanks? Well, you know, the phenomenon of color is based on light frequency and wavelengths, which aren't really occurring in your eyeballs while you're sleeping. True. So what is color in a dream other than an emotion your imagination uh, yeah right exactly so it's that question has always been tricky for me to when she asks people because i'm like it's not really it a thing in a dream i think that's why i was like kind of double guessing myself as i was answering it well some people are, are very emphatic about they have only black and white or they only have color and and then i've heard really in-depth explanations of of color saturation and it's like um like rainbows you know like just where it's it's not they're not hard and crisp lines it's this energy overlapping into other energy that then creates another color another hue mm. yeah. so i mean i, I, I don't know those, what the answers are i wonder if those yeah, people who that's are what we're only, here to discover or only, explore at least what jerry i was gonna say i wonder if those people who only dream in black and white are just you know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy but, you know, they've conditioned themselves to only do that. It, it, it's, that's would be a very logical assumption, I think, considering that we're, we're talking about this land of limitations when we come up here into consciousness, what we call consciousness. Absolutely. What we do call you, limitations, absolutely. too. I mean, those are all self It's all about the limitations. The are you able to pull back or see while you're in the dreams, glyphs or numbers, any kind of mathematical equations, those kinds of things? No, but that's something I always purposefully try to see. Even things like, say, you know, if I'm, and I do this in waking life too, as almost a practice, purposefully look at clocks, purposefully look at the numbers and pay a little bit more attention to them like purposeful attention so that hopefully when I'm in a dream, I can 
maybe see something that looks strange mm-hmm. that would possibly begin a lucid dream. Well, that, that leads us right into lucid dreams. Do you uh, experience those? Yeah. <laughs> and um, frequency, intensity, tell us about your lucid dreaming. See, that's one thing I've actually never, I think when I was younger, I did it a couple times without even trying to. But that's one thing that now I purposefully try to do. You know, I'll keep a dream journal here and there. I'm not really good with it. I'll try. But either way, things like purposefully looking at trying to see numbers, trying to see glyphs, trying to see words and seeing, you know, in a dream, something will be off about it and that will allow you to get into a lucid dream. My major problem with all of that is I get close to lucid dreaming. I get excited and I wake up. Yes. Will you walk us through the at least one that you remember that's really super, you still have it with you in your memory and describe it, the feeling of it and all that, the cues. So this one actually was fairly recent. It was probably about a month ago. And I mean, it's pretty brief, but... I, in my dream, I got a handgun and I was like, all right, finally I got a handgun. So I need to like practice shooting it. And I was like, where can I safely shoot this gun? So I was like, oh, I'll just shoot it at the sky. It was nighttime. I shot it into space. <laughs> and the second I did that, all of a sudden space just splintered. It like oh. spider shattered. Dude, you broke the firmament. Jerry, Dude, that's, for real. That's, that's almost what it was like in the dream. And the second I did that, I was like, you know, almost like getting that feeling like when you're younger and you do something wrong and you're like, oh shit, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. But in the dream, I was like, oh shit, what did I just do? And then right onto the feeling of I'm about to see something amazing because it's as it, it, space was just starting to fracture. Got too excited and woke up. You probably drowned. No, I just, I was on the verge of seeing something amazing in my dream. And that excitement woke me up. And it was one of those dreams where you wake up and you're like, ah, why did I have to wake up? It was just about to be so amazing. And of course I couldn't get back into it. It totally reminds me of, of like sex dreams I used to have before I actually had sex. Oh yeah, dude! And you'd wake yep. up like right before you did anything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh. So, so in this, when you were when you were just just barely reaching that like high lucidity moment where you jerk back out of it, is this is this the moment where you think the OBE is actually possible? So when you go from intense lucidity lucidity to actually full consciousness outside Uh, of your vessel. It it might be something like that, but I don't think, I mean, for OBEs, you don't need dreams for that. Yes, I agree. I do think dreams can be a gateway too. Absolutely. They definitely can. That's it's dreams are one of those interesting things. And, you know, any artist throughout time would tell you that. I mean, just take, Salvador Dali, for example, he would purposely go into dreamlike states and wake himself up 
to draw some of the stuff he drew. And thankfully so. Yeah, exactly. And we should <laughs> also consider the possibility that being lucid is what out of body is. Again, that I agree. It, what's the line there is what I'm trying to figure out. Is there a line between being really lucid and then being completely conscious where you are, which begs the question of where are you? I would say that. Also, um, could the two combine being really lucid and being really conscious of where you are? Can you bilocate? Can you do that without <laughs> dreams, though, too? Well, isn't that, I mean, I think ultimately the goal of dreaming to awaken it within the dream is to to do that. I think that's possibly the exercise. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think it's a, almost a practice to wake mm-hmm. up in reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, think of movies like The Matrix where, you know, we're told that we are essentially asleep in our reality. In our waking life, we're actually not really awake we we agree. I look. I just added Jerry into that. I, I agree. <laughs> it's like I, I agree I'm becoming too. one with you. <laughs> <laughs> but what if? Just think of this for a second. What if? You know, there's there's a certain degree of truth of truth to that. That you know, you know, we're somewhat sleepwalking. Not necessarily that we're asleep, but that I don't whatever it is, we're, you know, I'd say maybe like a little bit of zombified sleepwalking around, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is say like a simulation or anything like that. It just means that, or say, what if it means that we're just distracted from the true realities of nature that have been hidden from us? Mm-hmm. And when you think about like one thing I love to do is survive in nature. And when you do that, just that with, you know, you don't even need any drugs, just living in nature for a good amount of time. It, you become way more lucid or say doing something like fasting, you right. become way more lucid in this reality. And that's, those are the times where personally, at least I feel like, you know, this reality is not a dream. This reality is reality, but people are just being distracted on a mass scale. I to think to think that they're dreaming or asleep, like in or in the matrix. Well, there's there's come a certain lethargy with the modern lifestyle too, where the fears that are generated are kind of we've created them rather than say being in nature where one is not the top of the food chain. So you need to be acutely in tune with the way the wind's blowing and, and feeling the vibration under your feet and all that you, you need to remain part of the environment instead of slipping away from it. Exactly. And that's why I say one thing that is true for sure is nature. Mm-hmm. I agree. Nature is my God. Whatever that is, is what I, I bow to. Is to think we are all nature. Yes, I agree. We are. Do you, how do you experience sound in dreams? Do you experience sound? It's a, that's another one of those things where when I 
in my dream, I can imagine that I experienced sound, but when I recall it, I question if I ever really did. But then again, there's sometimes where, and often these are like the dreams where, say, Dalia would be doing, where you'd purposely go into these like trance like states and slightly dream and wake himself up out of it. There is where I find sound is the strangest because it's almost as if the dream predicts sound that happens in real life if that makes any sense. Like sometimes almost as it, like, for example, you're dreaming or you're about to dream, you're going into a trance-like state dreaming. And then in the dream, all of a sudden something will happen. Like say a ball will fly at your face. And the second it's about to hit your face, you wake up and you hear a sound actually in reality, mm-hmm. like say a car or something, or some a car backfiring or whatever. And it's almost as if it's like precognition. You can look at um, having hearing a bell or something and waking up to Either an alarm. Either that or time collapses in itself. I've had that happen with, that like again, an alarm, with an alarm clock or a telephone ringing. I've or having to urinate. Exactly. Pardon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or having to yeah, urinate. Like yeah. Yeah. True. That's not a sound, though, necessarily. But that plays, I'm just talking about those, uh, those, cues that are happening around your your body yeah true and it makes you wonder like even today when i got home from work i was pretty tired so i was contemplating taking a nap i didn't really want to i just laid down for a little bit and i started getting into that trance-like state not fully in it not like i was dreaming all of a sudden i heard this bird that sounded as if it was from like a rainforest, definitely not native to our area at all. It woke me up, and the second I woke up, I heard this plastic bag, like, crinkling in the room I was in. Yet there's no plastic bag in the room I'm in. <laughs> like, what the... I honestly really don't know what to make out of it. But it was interesting because it did happen, at least in my subconscious. Or it was in that point where it was almost like the melding between the subconscious and the conscious. It was odd. It's interesting that, that your body will wake you up to piss, but it will let you burn to death in a house, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe if you had to piss to at the same time, right? <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I'll notice, too. If I go out, you know, go out and hit up a bar or something or just drink heavily, I usually don't remember my dreams. I'd say maybe that's probably fairly common. So on all that, have you, I feel like we, you answered this, but I just want to, to make sure I've ironed this out. Have you experienced astral projection OBE through a dream? Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have through a dream. When I was younger, I used to have these strange experiences. I think for what I can think now of it, I think I was astral projecting without even realizing it. 
I was young. I was maybe nine years old, somewhere around there. And there'd be these times at night I wasn't sleeping, but I'd be in bed. And this, what I can only describe as like a slow drip of energy would start happening. And I could like feel it happening. And it was always terrifying because obviously I didn't know what was going on. And I was being pulled out of my body and essentially going into outer space. That's the way I thought of it when I was younger. Was it, were you afraid? Oh yeah. It was terrifying every time because it was fully, it was like I was leaving my, like I was dying or something. Mm -hmm. And as I was, when I was younger, that's what I thought it was. Didn't make any sense to me at the time. You were probably going to the cloning center. Probably. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, it was very it was an interesting experience that only happened when I was younger. And you know, I never I never even told anyone about it. I always just thought like it was something eternal internal to myself. I, so I didn't even bother telling my parents or anything like that. And then the only other time I've experienced any kind of OBE was when I was 21. I smoked um, 5-MeO-DMT. Oh, wow. And th that was a total out-of-body experience. Doesn't that – it ejects you out of your body pretty much, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. And it's kind, funny. Like in Doctor Strange. That, Oh yeah, it's it's definitely something like that. Like I, I pretty much it was like a also an NDE at the same time because I thought I fucked up and I killed myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always and, it's when you're leaving, you know, it's hard to yep, tell. Exactly, and you know, when I was a kid, that would happen all the time too. It would be such a struggle for my ego, and it would always get to the point where I'd have to just let go getting it, to the point of acceptance as it was happening like i was saying like a slow drip of energy that would just increase and increase to the point where it would just get so intense where i'd have to stop resisting and just let go and let it happen now, those kind of experiences are usually are generally found as well in like secret society initiation rituals, which I find interesting. It is interesting. And is it because they have actual real knowledge no, that has been suppressed? I think what happens is I think the, the idea is that those experiences bring on or activate certain qualities in humans or certain humans that are nascent or latent or whatever until you come to a certain understanding, which apparently you get during an NDE or when you, when you give up, when you say, ah, oh, I'm, I'm fucked, I'm going to die. And like when you give that up, you gain something. Absolutely. Like the supposed resurrection experience. Sure. Or you lose, your, it, you lose your fear too. Exactly. And if anything, that makes you a better human being while you're in your conscious mind and while you're on this planet. Because you know realize it makes you that better, it makes for, for them it makes them more uh, adept or, or they're more in tune with everything. So yeah, I mean, it does make you better, but I don't think they're using that betterness for good. Well, see, that's they. 
I yeah, believe that's, that's, that's something. I believe that's an ability every human has. And if anything, maybe all of the supposed indoctrination that has happened and that has occurred has been specifically to to shut that out of people, to make it so that people don't think that, first of all, that's even possible, but then just to trap everyone's imagination and make it so that most people, you know, don't think aren't even able to get to that point of human beingness because you know and that goes back to the whole thing about religion and a lot of it where you know there's a lot of truths in every religion but for some reason it's all it seems like it's all been hijacked sub yeah it's all been subterfuge and hijacked it really does seem that way and i think it is really to shut out our human potential that we have these abilities. We have these abilities to travel astrally. We have these abilities, these psychic abilities that have been oppressed essentially and shut out. I mean, uh, who knows? I, I agree. But that's it really, it seems like that's what it is all about. I, I completely agree. And it kind of leads us into what I consider the, my favorite part of, our outline here is. Can, can we, I throw one thing in here real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go, okay. Jerry. Um, I'm, I'm. I'd love to get someone on who's done DMT and had a real NDE, because I'm wondering, and as an astral projection, because I want to know what the lines are between those. How different is each experience? You know, when you have an NDE and then smoke DMT, is it a lot like it? Is it the same thing? You know, it could help us make. Yeah, a I've wondered that too. Better model I mean, on you know what what's going I, on there. I've talked to some people who have had legitimate NDEs without any kind of psychoactive substance. Um, this guy I worked with, he got into a really bad car accident and flung from his car. And he was telling me how he just remembers that he all of a sudden was looking down at the car accident and his body. Oh, and totally aware of it and almost as if he had a choice to stay or go. That sounds like a classic I mean, out, you know, death thing. Though. Yeah. And is there a reason that that's classic or is it just coincidence? You know, I, I don't know. We yeah, want, know we, when this is something we want to investigate further. It's totally worth investigation for sure. And not necessarily NDEs in general, because that's been studied a ton. But Just how they tie into in how it ties into all this other stuff that we're interested in. So not not that in and of itself, but how it correlates. Right. And exactly. I, you know, for myself, I could say I'm more interested in finding like a grand unified psi theory. <laughs> what was that? Robot? <laughs> like, no, like a, you, you robot it again. I don't know why it's doing that. <laughs> I, what I said was um, I'm interested in finding the, you know, grand unified theory of of psi phenomena. Yes. Absolutely. And what if, dude, what if it's just being human? Well, that, that's what I think it is. I do too. And like, I mean, I guess that's what I was saying. I feel like it's been shut out. I feel like that's the, the grand conspiracy if there ever is one is to make it so human beings don't realize their full potential. And that, that is basically 
what I'm trying to get at too is what is what are dreams? What what is the experience that we all have access to every time we close our eyes? Every single one of us, even those that claim they don't dream, what is the experience? What's going on there? Yeah, I think that's where the levels of consciousness that have been layered on that keep us from realizing these potentials break down and their, you know, possibilities are limitless at that point. I mean, for some, it's more intense than others. But if anything, I mean, one thing I've noticed, too, is sometimes in dreams, it will involve other people. We did overlook that. Do you experience others in dreams? Yep, absolutely. That's happened a lot of times. And how how did you tell the difference that they were actually driving their own car, so to speak, or and weren't part of your dream? escape or you know was there a line there usually i would say for sure it's happened with good friends where we we both end up talking about the dream and those moments oh shit moments where it's like oh my god really dude you're fucking with me You, you didn't no there's no way you dreamed that too And it's like, you know, it's still, I guess someone could be bullshitting, but I've always been honest about that. And, you know, you can pretty much judge, especially from someone, you know, when they're being legitimate. And when you just have that conversation where you're like, dude, no, no way you're bullshitting me. (laughs) I mean, that's been one of the common things for me, just in general, especially with good friends that are on the same kind of path, you know, and maybe it has something to do with being open to the possibility. Whereas most people, unfortunately, aren't open to at all. A lot of people aren't open to anything at all. It has to be a certain way. So again, this, this also brings another layer of concreteness to this etheric topic when we you you have experienced others that were driving their own engines that were not you they're pushing back and having will in an etheric setting and i'm wondering is this more real or is that more real is what's the difference here yeah that's a really good question See, if anything, I think, I mean, I don't even know if to say one is more real than the other is even a question worth asking, because what if they're both equally real? And this comes back to what the, what is it all? What do you think dreams are? I think it's, a, like, I would say, I think it's a, place uh, maybe not even place would be the best word to describe it it's a space where all the limits that have been put on so much conscious life break down so that things can like things like precognition or telepathy can actually be experienced 
And that's not to say that they can't be experienced also within waking life. It's just so much more difficult unless you have the aid of some medicine or, you know, if you have the practice. That's why meditation is extremely important. And things like trying to lucid dream, just break down the limits that have been placed on our human potential. And maybe there'll be a point in time where there's no boundaries between dream life and waking life. So in, in all this, so say in, in the construct of what we're dealing with here, you die, your physical body dies and that which is you separates from it. What are dreams then? What's all that? Does that still exist? Is that actually the real, real, the true, true? Because clearly this flesh does, you know, drop from the coil. Yes, that it does. That's the only guaranteed thing in life. So what's, what are your thoughts on that then? See, I don't know if would be on a whole another level than dreams. Dreams are something that happen while we live. So you think they're tied into the, the brain? to neuro activity see i wouldn't even go that far i wouldn't even limit it i wouldn't limit it at all i wouldn't say it's confined to the brain but that statement seems a little bit limiting you know what i'm saying where where death the death state whatever that is and the dream state whatever that is are separate seems limiting too but to say they're the same doesn't that also seem limiting Oh, no, I'm just asking a question. Yeah, see, I don't know. Some would think of death as as liberating, too. Yep, some would. And also, I would just, I mean, personally, I would just call it the next adventure. And totally not what happens in dreams. We don't know. I know. We we don't know. We do not know. That's that's my I think that death is completely different than what happens in dreams. Dreams are something that we do while we're alive in this human body, physical body, you know, and death is something that happens when we leave this mortal coil, like you were saying. I and think I think so death is highly overrated. Thing. I agree. <laughs> right? Death is for totally losers. <laughs> Dude, soon, maybe soon, soon we'll be immortal. Technology. We already well, are I, immortal. And that is that's yeah, that's something easy, I wanted to get true. into in this conversation with Nomad. The stuff that we 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 tend to over at the Hive talk about, including AI. We should save it for the Hive too. Because I think too. that it's all. I know, I know, and it could go on a million directions over a million hours. Yeah, I, I honestly think so much of all of that is a distraction. A distraction from the true human potential. You know, like I was going saying earlier with like the whole matrix concept that we're, you know, in the matrix and we're, or say in a simulation. That I think is distractionary because it means that within this 
reality, we can't truly be awake. Like it's fake supposedly, but I don't think that's it at all. And that's why things like fasting, you know, surviving in nature, light isolation techniques, Mm -hmm. break down the reality as you're in it and allow you to see down to the like level the deep levels of what life truly is and this i guess you could say the sub layer of reality what about that we all reside on look at the 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 converse of that where you have i would say to, to to discovering that that was true that to be empowering because if it's virtual it's malleable and knowing that that's true allow you to change that is true but what if it's malleable and not virtual whatsoever and what if well see that's the thing it is kind of malleable (laughs) so what if it's yeah it is malleable it definitely is but what Mm -hmm. if it's not virtual at all what if it is reality and we all have a purpose here virtual and simulation have meanings and context in our t- terms of technology today um robot jerry come back to us <laughs> <clears throat> damn it i don't want to have to yell every time you say something critical you start robotting out. i know i don't know why it's doing that i apologize what i what i was saying is that uh i forgot oh damn it that oh, um no it was good Oh, oh, the, the, okay. So when you say virtual and simulation, those are in the context of today's technology. You, we can't comprehend or possibly comprehend the technology of whomever or whatever built this container if it is a virtual simulation. Make sense? And that's one thing we don't know for sure. No. One way to look at it is that the universe itself, as we experience it, is a giant computer. And it's simulating us. So then we, are we the dream for it? No. Is this the dream time for it? Or what if we are the computer? And it's yeah, I, I the like quote that unquote idea. computer. I like that idea a lot more. Uh, you know, the 42 answer, we were, we were made to generate oh, that yes. answer. <laughs> That's absolutely possible. But who knows? I, I don't really I, think I don't it know. matters that much. I, like you said, it's a distraction. And it is because you need to like, say, okay, it may be that or it may not be that. And not dwell on one or the other. Exactly. And see, that's why you know a lot of spiritual practices are legitimate in helping you realize some things. And that's why I believe something also, fasting is something I've practiced. And every time I've done it, I mean, I only made it five days, but um, at the end of those five days, it felt like I was more, way more in tune with reality. And it felt like, I wouldn't say that it felt like it was 100% actual reality, but I felt like I had broken through layers of being asleep, essentially. And that things felt so much more real. Like I felt so much more in tune with whatever this is. You know what I just thought of when you said that was all these people who say that humans didn't have to eat. Remember? Or they, you know, when we were our original species or whatever, they, they fed off of the energy of the sun or what of the ether or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've heard about that. So yep. maybe 
by not eating, you're returning to your natural state. It could be. I mean, it's possible. So do you have, so through this interview, which is probably winding around to the time where we ask questions, I've gotten a certain sense that I feel like I wouldn't ask you the question, is this a dream? Because I feel like the answers, yeah, I feel like that's what you have said over and over again. And And for some reason, I think that's one of the big distractions that has happened over time. I know that might sound a little conspiratorial, but. Oh, we love I, I, we, I almost, we love anything that seems. <laughs> it to me, it almost seems like that has is exactly what has happened over time. Could you elaborate on that? There's been some I, I don't know, I guess other power structure, and I would say maybe, yeah, I can't say who it is. I can't name names or say any kind of organization because I think that's futile. The hidden, yeah, how about the, the hidden hand? The hidden hand works. <laughs> Robot Jerry, come back. The hidden hand? But I think ultimately that's the whole that's the whole game. To keep people unaware of the way things actually are and that this reality is not a dream. This reality is a place where we have immense power and control ultimately but i mean unfortunately now the way things are everyone's raised i mean not everyone but most people are raised indoctrinated in an education system right and it just it starts off so hard to come back from it you know and most people especially when you're younger and you're in school if you are in a public education system if you have any thoughts like this you're a weirdo Yes, well, I was always one of the weirdos, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're either a weirdo <laughs> or a religious freak or something. Well, other people were and, the weirdos to me. Yeah, I mean, right? well, but the, exactly. you know, the, the, the tag. How do you see us as individuals on the greater scale here? Are we connected? Are we separate? What's Now, I kind of, I feel like I know this answer from already, but I, I just want to get some clarity in this. I would say both. Okay. Ultimately, we I would say we are connected because we are essentially birthed from nature. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I'd say we are connected. But at the same time, you know, with the way anyone and almost everyone develops an ego, we are separate as well. Whether that's a, a weird defense, like primordial defense mechanism that happened over time, I, I don't know. Or maybe in due time, there'll be some kind of evolution where we become all connected and psychic abilities flow more freely. Where everything is right now, you know, it won't happen anytime soon, but I feel like that's why a lot of us are here right now because we mm-hmm. see that there's something wrong. We see that there's something fucked up. Mm-hmm. Andrew Bartz yeah, has a very similar opinion on that. Uh, I've never heard him. I'll have to check him out. 
Yeah, it just seems like you know we have the potential, and we're we're on to we can tell there's something there's something fishy, but we I don't know can't quite put your finger on it. I I agree. I feel like everyone is in mass. A lot of people are starting to come to the surface of something's not quite right. You know, or questioning at a very basic level now things that were never questioned in mass in at least a long very long time you know so true things are not as they seem you when you described encountering others in your dreams you also brought to the conversation that you kind of you solidified that there was a, a line between you and them which which is congruent with what you're saying here right yeah. now so we're I find... still based in the ego mm-hmm. yes now at least yes well the ego is how we get around it is kind of basically it's our it is our vessel really yeah it's a way to you know interact and have our developed society essentially or a system that we can all operate in i don't know if, you know maybe the system was hijacked a long time ago because there's definitely ancient cultures where you know they were onto so much more and it's clear to see <laughs> yes. that they've been wiped out <laughs> systematically throughout time uh, on I purpose mean, there's very few yeah exactly on purpose and because con- they continuing knew. so to wipe out they this knew. knowledge and they were 100 percent or very closely connected with nature and they saw truths that nature provided just from the experience that they had. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been hidden. And the, they were uncontrollable like in that considered state. A I mean, that's the reason you know, that you'll hear as to why they were conquered or there was genocide occurred. Or they were savages. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but what it was is just we couldn't control them. Yeah, right? They're, they're not going to believe in our all about. God. Yeah. That's what it's all about, control. It's a domination and control planet. <laughs> I have here. one last thing before we go into question and answer. And I see that uh, greatest potentials even ask if we're at that point. I want, and oh, there's Omar. Hello, Omar. Um, hey, Omar. Hey, Omar. So on, it, it, I want, I want to wrap up on this and I'm, I'm wanting to wrap up on it because you actually have brought it up over and over again throughout this interview and our conversation. And it's the psychic ability, uh, these other senses and the, those weren't your words, but where does that all tie in to, to the experience we're having here and the experience we have here is, of course, tied into our dream experience. What's, what's your ideas of these extra senses? I'd say I, human abilities. And, you know, maybe there was a point in time where we were more aware of them. We practiced them more frequently. And... I don't know if dream. I'd say dreams always just help. It's like a almost like a practice stage for those abilities. You're not in your conscious mind anymore, and the more aware you are, 
conscious mind, the more depth you can go to in dream world, if you'd call it that. But that, yeah, I'd say they're definitely just human abilities that, like I was saying, they've just been oppressed. I'd go with dream time. Yeah, that works. We love dream time. <clears throat> See, the thing is, though, you say human ability, and I think that the animals already possess these abilities, that dogs and, and obviously whales and and other animals, including yep. trees yep. and mushrooms. You're absolutely right. I Instead of saying human ability, I would rephrase that as earthling abilities. And the, the one thing that, that all those have in common that we don't is that they don't speak. <laughs> they they don't, indeed, in the way we do. Correct. They all have. And, we have language, <laughs> and they don't. And that could be the the key that we develop language, which turned off all of our telepathic yep. abilities. Absolutely, the word could be the separator. The language is the fuckery. The spell. Yep. It's the spell. <laughs> it is right? the spell because we spell our words. It's yes. A, yes, words all have spelling. And yeah, it, that could be the whole thing, man. That could be the whole spell right there. It's got a large part. To, it's it's most of it, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and if that's true, we fucked ourselves, which is hilarious. And sometimes I wondered, did we do it on purpose? No. Did we do it on purpose to teach ourselves a lesson? Or was it? done by the oppressor oppressive system the people in power yeah who knows who knows yeah but what Things is the oppressive system and and it, you know by even saying the oppressive system we set ourselves separate from it absolutely but can you deny that there is one? Oh, I, I think we're in we've been born into slavery clearly yeah so and 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 not to not to use a trigger word, you know, sadly that's become a trigger word, but we, we do have to play the game, it seems. See, you know, that's one thing I often wonder. I mean, what is that quote from Benjamin Franklin? The only t- two true things death and taxes. we have are death and taxes. Mm-hmm. But I would disagree 100% because I can go live off the land in nature. It's not going to be easy. I can go survive in the wilderness. And the only guaranteed thing for me there is going to be death. Yes. I can too, Nomad, and I have. So lived off-grid and off-road and loved it. Exactly. So I have a – there's a security within – actually, there's a yearning for that always. Absolutely. And the thing is there's not many people that even think that's an option. It's, you know, it's not comfort. It's not comfortable. And yet it is way more comfortable. (laughs) Once you you unplug, literally unplug, there's a sense of freedom. Absolutely. Such a great sense of freedom. It's, you know, words cannot describe because word like the spells cannot describe human or earthling freedom. So we're not dreaming. I would say not right now. Not we do dream. But I don't think this reality is a dream. I think it could be a 
simulation. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a dream. I wouldn't call it a simulation either. I was kidding. Uh, I'd call it a chapter. What if we tapped something. into some of those powers? Say we we were able to tap into what we consider dream powers. Like we could now float around in the room, or I could pop over and we could have tea. You know, it would then. Or we could communicate psychically. Yes. Well, and some maybe in the past, in the you know modern past, like the fifteen hundreds and and thereabouts would think this is kind of a weird telepathy right we're in we all have headphones on and we're talking to the air oh definitely <laughs> totally <would. laughs> See, but i'm just saying if we have these power if we all of a sudden unlocked this potential that we can in dreams that that is accessible to every one of us um then where would the line be where would the line be? How would you know the difference between one state of existence and the other? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I don't know. I mean, I think you would still, especially if you got to the point where you broke the spell. Like some of the masters, at least written down. I mean, Christ. Siddhartha to Buddha. I mean, there are there are the stories of the masters. There are so many of them. I have to find some some bit of. I mean, I feel like that they must have existed in this realm for there to be so many stories of them. Unlocking the code. Oh yes, Un- enlightened individuals. Yes, and so where that line blurs, then I would. It'd be interesting, you know. None of them ever ever been asked that. It'd be interesting. I mean, the way I think about it right now is that they're to the point where, if anything, they realize even more the line between the two. Mm, interesting. And that dream world, if anything, is a great time to practice magic. If that makes sense. It's like a mirror you know, realm from Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, there's another theme. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the movie. Almost as if they would be, you know, they'd have this these abilities that would be in reality, and the dream world would be the time to hone those abilities, the psychic abilities. I believe that every human contains. Okay, I um... almost like a practice ground, like you know, a sparring arena. Yes. In a way. I've gotten a real sense of that from this interview with you that, that you I think you've painted painted that very clearly. Which is what which is what I wanted, some clarity of how you think. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it it just seems like there's a big distraction that's been happening for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Jerry, do we have questions from the chat? I haven't looked. I yet. did earlier ask if they would write them in all caps. Looks like Steph may have. Here we have one from Steph. Has have have any of your experienced have uh, has has have any of you experienced the sharing of dreams or having someone else's dream? Ooh, I have not. I've had the sharing of dreams, but not anyone else's dreams. I too have had this sharing. I have not 
not jumped into anyone else's, which I think would be remarkable. Well, I should say, I don't remember any. Well, that whole dream sharing concept, which I postulate this is not far from because we're all agreeing that gravity exists. So we're not floating about and, and somehow we're all agreeing because we're participating in this system of power over the grid, if you will. Um, and so th is this not a dream sharing experience where dream sharing that things are, there's a currency and that there are certain just laws that we must abide by that's dream sharing. Yet here we are in, in what's called reality. But it's like a bunch of dicks took over our dream. <laughs> they yeah, did. The I, I know they did, <laughs> but that's still, we're still participating in it. So we're and sharing. There's no it. reason to say that we can't take it back. Right, but we've been doing it so long, it's kind of difficult for the masses to unhook from all the stuff that they're used to, you know? God, just trying to get people to get, give up their cell phones would be an enormous task. It, oh, absolutely. The or grid, even just TV. Yeah, but I would say the best thing that could happen to wake people up would be like a solar flare that knocked out every electronic device on the planet. It you looks like Omar, Omar has a question. All right. What manner of thinking do you? What manner of thinking do you use? Oops. Some people think in feelings. Others pictures. Others movies. And others, others imagine, imagine. While others, in my opinion, can't. They just perceive perceptions. Yeah, that's always possible. I wouldn't consider you that I use any of those methods whatsoever. Because those are just all different lenses of looking at what is true. I mean, that's my opinion, though. Well, you're the one being interviewed here. Here's another true, question man. from Great Potential, Greatest Potential. Does the dark Indian who claims to be wise actually live on the other side of the black mirror? Oh. Are traps gay? <laughs> well see i mean that's, that's not a relevant question dave we all find like just the dark mirror thing black mary there's that show these are concepts that we have created right yes so what is that i mean what is that if anything that's talking along the lines of living within the concepts that have been created. When I hear, it also brings to mind, and I'm not sure if, you know, my, my I can, I'm on tangents constantly, but I hear dark Indian and black mirror. And I personally think of shaman. So as I understand them and um, which has nothing to do with, light or dark or, you know, or even something so mundane as skin, but with working with the mud, with the dirt, with the roots, you know, where did, and why not call that light Indian? 
Right. It doesn't matter to me what, how you term that is what I'm saying. So it just was that, but see those words strung together made me see shaman. But, and that's my point. Those words strung together Mm -hmm. sometimes to certain people will invoke a certain image. That's why we were talking earlier. Yes, exactly. But I mean, so that is the question though, the shamans, as we were talking about, with the mushrooms, the whole shamanistic thing, where does that sit in to all this? That sits into our human potential that everyone has, our abilities. We have those abilities and we have methods like certain plants that grow from the, our earth to explore those potentials and explore the weirdness that is this reality. So if you encounter a shaman in the dreamscape, what does that symbol, so that symbol becomes what you could possibly, your higher self or what you could unlock and be or a reflection of your true essence? What, what is that symbol in dream symbols and the dreamscape to you? Yeah, if anything, I, I would say maybe as it could possibly be a striving toward wisdom, a striving toward truth that, you know, we still don't realize quite yet. I mean, shamans, they were, you know, they did, they were the medicine men. Mm -hmm. They did everything at that time. And they also explored dreams. They explored the depths of what I guess you could call reality or most people don't call reality anymore because there's this weird paradigm we live in where these things are just, you know, brushed aside. Like, I don't even know it. The sim- I guess the symbolism of that would yeah, be the wisdom and the knowledge that is not known on the surface. Have you had night terrors or nightmares? Oh, definitely nightmares. Uh, I've never had night terrors or I've never also had, um, those are two things. The only closest thing to that is sometimes I'll wake up and it's usually around 3 a.m., which I always find weird. And with this like <laughs> the weird sense hour. of fear. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I'm like, we oh. all seem to be waking up right around then. If you can even get <laughs> to sleep. Put... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Every time it happens, I'm like, oh, is this just all in my mind? Because I know 3 a.m. is, you know, the witching hour. And uh, could be subconscious, could be legit. Yeah. Sounds good. We do have one more question from. Uh... Dave asks if have you ever had an abstract non-corporeal dream example shapes and colors yeah I, I honestly can't think of one not what I would consider occurring in the dream world but the times when I was younger doing I mean, I guess what I would call astral traveling, things like that would happen. 
as I was progressing through that, what I was referring to like slow drip energy that was building up, things like that would start to happen. But I guess that wouldn't be a dream. So yeah, no, I haven't had a dream of just shapes and colors. It's all pretty vivid for the most part. At least the ones I remember. Excellent. Nomad, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. No problem. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's always good to have these kind of discussions, you know. They are. It's hard to keep them on topic, too, because (laughs) there's so many things we (laughs) want to talk about. It's like, oh, wait a minute. That's what it's all about, man. This is why we have an outline and generally a time slot. We're trying to stay focused. Yeah. Correct. This it's hard not nice, to get excited. Also, keep a list on the side for all, you know, this would be good to talk about in the hive, top, you know, on Friday or whatever. It all bleeds over to the hive. There we go. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Yep. All right. Thank well, you, thank everyone you. in the chat. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. No and man. anyone that wants to join the hive can. That's right. It's not a closed group at all. All right. But it's all. It's what? And we'll let Jerry have the closing. Oh, no. I already said goodbye. Thank you all for watching. It's your show. What are you talking about, me? <laughs> it's our show. Oh, it's our show. Okay. We yeah. appreciate Peace you coming. Love. If you liked it, please press the thumbs up Robot button. Robot Jerry. Robot Jerry. <laughs> I need the Stephen Hawking voice. If you like the show, press the thumbs up button. If you don't, I don't give a shit. No. <laughs> let us know what you didn't like or did like, and, and we'll, we'll make it better. So thank you all. Have a great night. Bye. Goodbye.